This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. In this world there's a whole lot of trouble, baby. In this world there's a whole lot of pain. In this world there's a whole lot of trouble, but a whole lot of ground to gain. Why take when you could be giving? Why watch as the world goes by? It's a hard enough life to be living. Why walk when you can fly? Kiora, Talofa, Nihau, greetings, welcome. Welcome to Quiet Minds Mental Health Radio, Plains FM 96.9. Welcome listeners, my name is Debbie May and today in the studio I'm chatting with Beth Noves who's come to talk about mood boosting tips and we were just joking before the interview, you know, maybe marijuana or gin <laughs> or, <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be quite those tips, so welcome to you Beth. Thank you, it's very nice to be here again. So Beth, mood boosting tips, why have you brought us this topic today? Because um, the world's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> because we're going through hard bloody yakka. Oh yeah, I'm not supposed yeah. to swear. Oops. Um, because it just isn't. It isn't easy. Yes. And we used to be able to just rely on hanging out with a friend, but our friends are just ground to a pulp too. Mm. So yeah. That's why. Yeah, I have found it's a lot harder, this lockdown, for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, you know, someone reminded me when I was thinking about Auckland, and I've got friends in Auckland who are in lockdown and are struggling. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, my dad actually said to me, well, we, we in Canterbury had it first, so we had the lockdown first, so we've already done that part of it, you know. And it's like... I think there is that fatigue, isn't there? We've had the lockdown, we've had um, the shootings, we've had the earthquakes, we've had the, you know, and it just compounds slowly on and on and on. And I, for me personally, level two this time doesn't feel like level two last time. Well, and because it's gone on. So we we were naive the last mm. time about what, what lockdown is like. I have a daughter in Toronto. My daughter uh, works in a big company doing employment uh, support, just a giant mm. employment support company. And she does the media thing. doesn't matter. But she's as gregarious and outgoing as I am. And she did not go to the office for 18 months. Oh, my goodness. She sat in her little two-bedroom flat at her little laptop beside the fish tank with the dog and tried to do her full very busy job alone zoom calls emails and it's a grind we've we are so naive about what it's been like for the rest of the world Mm, mm. I, i can't imagine um all sorts of things about leaving the house about going Wanting to go back into an office, feeling safe mm. about doing mm. that would be really, really amazing. Well, they were really smart. The very first day they introduced them back into the new office, they 
served mimosas, speaking of alcohol. Um, and they gave them, you know, goodie bags and water bottles and paid for lunch and all that stuff. So they tried to make it as easy as possible. She oh, loves wow. being back in the office. I beat she does. Yeah. She oh, said the difference we're... between being fine and thriving, and that is an aspect of what we're going to talk about today. How fine do you get to thriving? thriving? Mm. So what are your first tips? Well, the very first tip, it doesn't matter what site you look at. It doesn't matter where you go looking for ideas. The very first tip everybody will give you for how to boost your mood is exercise. Oh. It's quite frustrating. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But there's just no doubt about it. Once you've had a brisk walk, once you've, um, you know, climbed the set of stairs at the library and, and um, then found a nice book at the top of it to reward yourself, once you've... You know, taking yourself off to Montevale Garden or something to do a walk in a place with nice flowers or something like that. You just do. It's hard to get out the door, but if you do it, you do feel better. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter. Like, there are people who are going to the gym and lifting 250 pounds. I don't know why. But that isn't <laughs> necessary. A walk, a 30-minute walk is going to really change. It is a, it's a chemical thing. It mm-hmm. releases endorphins. It releases dopamines. It changes the chemicals going to your brain and it does lift your mood and and i certainly know that i'm 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 the worst exercise person that you could be talking to but i do know that when i go out and go for a walk and i did hear a physio say that for mental health or anybody actually it doesn't matter how long you walk it's getting out and getting out in the air and she said by looking up at the sky or looking up at a mm. tree, then it expands the chest and fills yes. the chest with air and fresh air. And she said, so even if it was just a 10-minute walk and you were doing that, then it would make a huge change to your physiology. So, Well, and I think it has to do with that sort of unfiltered air thing too. We forget what it's like to sit in the same office. I sit in the same office for nine hours a day. should only be eight. Anyway, and and where's my air coming from? Mm. And I don't even know. And every time you step out the door, you think, oh, yeah, oxygen. And that's the other thing this says. And a little activity is better than none at all. 30 minutes would be great, but a little is better. Even cleaning the house, mowing the lawn, walking the dog. And if it gets your blood flowing, that can only be good for you. What else have you got on your list there, Beth? Um, these are... Are five things that I got from um, Mental Health Ed- Education and Resource Center is a Christchurch um, education resource for us. And they have a lot of cool things on their website. But one of the things they have is five tips to boost your mood, which I uh, diligently copied to put in our newsletter and to hand out to people that I knew were not going through a great time. And the second one that they have is sharing your concerns. So it can be scary to open up about mental health, but doing so will allow people in your life who love and care for you to be supportive. Talking to people you trust can be a really good source of support. If you're not comfortable talking to somebody close to you, call a support line or talk to your doctor. You might find it easier to start the conversation when you're doing something else, such as walking with somebody or having a coffee with somebody. If the person you've chosen to talk to doesn't react the way you expect them to, don't give up. Find somebody else who may be better equipped to help you and let the person know what they can do to help Mm. because we really aren't alone. So Mm. here in Christchurch, if you don't have a 
good friend that you could have a coffee with, which I'm very lucky to have. Um, we have access to 1737. We have Warmline. We have um, Thriving Madly. A couple times a year, we'll do a thing called Listening post- Posts, right. where they'll just put three or four people at the library or at a cafe or in a mall, and you can just go in and have a wee chat with somebody. I've heard they're very um, productive. Yeah. Yeah, there was an article a while ago about those um, those aunties in Kenya who have the talking bench, mm. and some somebody's grandmother sits on the bench, and if you mm. go and talk to them, they will listen to you, and it's been really helpful. That was a huge thing. We, I think we did an interview, we did a TED talk about that, and mm. they, it was um, because there weren't enough uh, psychiatrists or doctors to work with the population, so the aunties. Mm. set up this talking bench and where pe- anyone could just go and talk and make the, and it's that social connection isn't yeah. it yeah yeah it is that it's the wisdom of somebody who's a bit older than you a grandmother mm. type figure i know who i'd choose between a psychiatrist and somebody's granny <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just sharing talking about it long are gone the days when the discrimination around mental health or addiction stuff is huge it is a lot safer to talk about that stuff now there's a lot less discrimination mm. most of our problem these days is self stigma you know, we just feel embarrassed to admit that we're going through a really tough time and we can't do it alone. Mm. I guess another one that I know that is really um, helpful is uh, awareness. Yes, yes. In Carriage Christchurch, we have a consumer network, and they have monthly meetings, and they do an awful lot of stuff um, through email and that so that you can be connected even if you can't come to town in the middle of a Monday. So, yeah, it's very nice to be in a network where everybody is out about being somebody with lived experience. It's quite a relief, actually. You're right. So, Beth, where are you finding these ideas from? Where where could we get our own from? Well, again, similar to the talk that we did um, last week, you do have to be a bit careful because if you will Google boost my mood, your mm-hmm. chances of finding somebody who's trying to sell you jojoba oil is kind of high. Jojoba? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just that's the site I accidentally ended up on when I thought I was going to something else. So it's a matter of being paying attention to the source of the information that's giving you to. So when I re- mentioned the mental health Education and Resource Center. That's a pretty good one. Um, they've got a lot of actually. They've, they've actually they've got a lot of really cool stuff. Not mm-hmm. so much the boost your mood thing. That's great. But as an education center, they have an e-library and they have a, a physical library. They're in they're out in Lincoln Road now, um, and you could just like. You could go in and get a book about anxiety if you're thinking that that's what's bugging you and you don't really want to talk to anybody until you've got a bit more information or, you know, you're a person who holds actual books in your hand. There aren't so many of those now. Education Resource Center is terrific. They call themselves Mm. Merck, Mental Health Education Resource Center. So if you Google Merck, you'll get the one in Christchurch probably, though there is one in Canada, apparently. In Canada? Yeah, Mm -hmm. apparently. Mm. So what other tips have you got there? Well, the other thing, like exercise, the other thing they have here on this list is um, healthy food. Oh, yay. Yeah, so ditch, ditch the <laughs> processed foods and sugar. Yeah, so I didn't really like that line. Um, once the initial sugar high wears off, it can leave you feeling tired and low. And actually, mm. I know this because mm. I finally lost the diabetes lottery um, last year. So I, you know enjoyed myself greatly and food and cake and everything was lovely and then uh, too bad you can't do it anymore 
And since I gave it up, God, it's true. I'm just a lot more stable and I'm not, I don't, well, for the other thing is I don't feel as guilty for always indulging in something I know is really bad for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't get that that boost, the energy boost we think we're going to get is actually a very temporary sugar high yes. that has a pricey rebound. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ditch the sugar food. Um, whole grains, vegetables, fruit, they can give your brain um, essential nutrients. But the other thing is that they're whole grains and, and vegetables and stuff, they slow digestion down. So anything that's white flour and white sugar, you digest that sugar so fast, it hits your bloodstream so fast, it messes your pancreas up, it messes your insulin levels up. Anything that's, in, that's with brown bread, brown rice, an actual piece of broccoli, any of that stuff, an apple or an orange instead of apple juice or orange juice, all that stuff slows your digestion down so that you don't get this, the the sugar Sugar blues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But also they're talking about about drinking water. You know, we don't drink enough water. I don't. I need to Mm -hmm. have two coffees of Pepsi and three cups of tea. <laughs> you know, so I'm not, um, I'm not well, telling you what to do. Water, there's water in those things. I'm not telling you that I would drink a lot of water, but I'm telling you it's the advice the smart people are giving you. <laughs> what do you think? Do you drink enough water? No, definitely not. Uh, too bad. See, I'm a bit of like the conspiracy theory when it comes to water. <laughs> I always have been, and um, yes. No, that's okay. It's all right. I'm a person who drinks a tin of Pepsi every single day. So if we're going to talk about whether there might or might not be chemicals in the water, what am I going to talk about? Because I drink an absolute vile, artificially sweetened Pepsi soda. <laughs> so what else? I've got reduced screen time. Ah, now this is this is a, a real huge. factor. Yeah, people who spend a lot of time on social media are more likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. Now, I'm intrigued by this because I sometimes wonder about whether you already have depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem, and that's why you restrict yourself to screen time instead of humans. So which came first? But it doesn't really matter because more screen time is not a positive influence. Mm. But anyway, um, if you you can improve your relationships by putting down your phone and socializing face-to-face. There's no doubt about that. Be more present so that you don't miss out on what's going on around you. So I think that that's the thing. We spend a lot of time with a phone in our hand. We do, don't we? Yeah. So even just sitting on a bench and watching the school kids come out and watching the the buses pick up people who've got strollers and bicycles, like oh, that, that's really interesting and also not screen. Um, it helps with sleep. If you're reading screens at night, there's this blue light thing, Google blue light and sleep, and you're going to discover that laptops and tablets, they give off a light that that tricks your brain into thinking it's not nighttime. Mm. And mm. so you could read until four in the morning on a screen where you could never read a book that no, long. you'd be asleep. Yeah, so that's a real big one. Um, you can be a lot more productive when you're not being distracted by your screen all the time. Um, if you took a break from how much you're on the screen, you would discover just how much time is wasted on it. So it would improve your physical health because if you're not sitting on your phone, you're probably going to be walking around your house or you'd be delivering that piece of mail to the neighbor or you'd be doing something vertical instead of lying down because too much inactivity isn't very good for us either. And it's also really interesting that everything now is done by your phone, isn't it? Mm. You know. Um, and and so we're encouraged to use mm-hmm. our phones because we use it to 
do our, our everyday life. Well, even just all the, I was listening to the um, update on the radio when I came over and everything that they wanted to tell you was, so we're going to do this, you can get more details on our website, and we're going to do that, you can get more details from the Ministry of Health and the something, something. Mm. Well, no, actually, <laughs> if we do that, we spend too much time on a screen, then we file down some rabbit hole of, of Googling something, which I did on the weekend and I lost two hours to French <laughs> Revolution politics. Never, don't even ask. So, I think, yeah. I think, too, like I've even computer games on the screen, you can easily lose an hour if you're mm. playing some, some like, solitaire or... Oh, absolutely. Um, you just hit my nail. Yeah, and so it is really in, interesting how there's a way of relaxing and switching off but actually it's not. Hmm. Yeah. We'd, we'd be happier if we were slightly more productive. I do. I sit and play solitaire when I should be pulling weeds in my garden. And if I had pulled the weeds, I would have less guilt and I would have moved around somewhat and breathed some real oxygen. Yeah. What about animals? Well, this is one of the things. They say caring for pets. Now, uh, caring for pets can give you purpose and a sense of achievement. That act of stroking a pet and sitting or playing with a pet has a very calming effect. And first for the pet as well, you know, blood pressure comes down, is measurably affected by that kind of thing. Walking Certainly walking dog. your dog is exercise. Um, pets help with loneliness. I know when I had a cat, I talked to the cat all the time, and the cat always agreed with me because <laughs> uh, cats can't talk. Uh, pets are specifically beneficial for children who have ADHD or autism spectrum disorders, and um, it, a pet gives you a healthier life. Now, that being said, I know a lot of people who can't have a pet. Mm. There are a lot of people who are living in rented accommodations or they have the kind of allergies where the only thing they could have might be a fish and you don't get much pleasure out of stroking your fish. You certainly can't walk your fish around the block. So how can we find some we, other way of doing that? You just could take the aquarium. You could. Lug this <laughs> thing, splush, splush, splush. <laughs> get wet shoes. That'd be all right, though. Um, you could... You could volunteer someplace. If you can't have a pet, possibly you could volunteer at the the animal clinics or a vet clinic or something. There's a bird a, a bird rescue place out on Ferry Road that does amazing work. We took an injured bird there once. They're just fantastic. So being connected with animals is easier than being connected with people. Hmm. So if you can't have your own pet, look for some way that you could be associated with animals hmm. that is going to give you that nice mood boost and be a whole lot less challenging than trying to make conversation with somebody you don't know. It could be a pet sitter or a dog walker, yeah, couldn't you, yeah. if you like. You can't have your own dog, dog, but you could walk your elderly London neighbor's dog, dog who's broken their hip and they can't do it for the, for a month. So, yeah. so pets are really uh, um, important, I think, as a, as a way of um, boosting your mood, but also having somebody to just go, blah, 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 and then... I had, no, I, had I had a friend with two children and a husband, and she said, the dog is the only one who greets me enthusiastically at the door and means it. <laughs> Everybody else wanted to know, what's for dinner? Yeah, what, Can I have some usually money? the first, isn't it? What's for tea? Yeah. So yeah. what about music? That's the next thing I thought up. That wasn't on that first site. So I, the next place I went to was the Mental Health Foundation, and they have a uh, a a lot of good stuff on the Mental Health Foundation website for boosting your mood. So it's good because that's another one of those sites that's um, supported by good research and best practice mm. and government money. So they haven't got a vested interest in 
selling you ginkgo leaf pills. <laughs> so these pills are getting more and more inventive as the show goes right. on. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So music has the ability to evoke really powerful emotions and responses, such as chills and thrills in listeners. Um, the positive emotions dominate musical experience. Pleasurable music may lead to the release of neurotransmitters associated with reward, such as dopamine. Listening to music is an easy way to alter mood and relieve stress. Lots of people use music in their everyday life to regulate, enhance, and diminish um, in undesirable emotions, such as stress and fatigue. So uh, I think I think it's a, a matter of being aware of what works for you and what doesn't. So mm-hmm. I know when I'm listening to music, sometimes it needs to be instrumental stuff because the words have a habit of getting in my head and it just it's just a, a different form of rumination for Beth. Mm-hmm. Beth does, you know, has enough ways to ruminate and if you just transfer them to Joni Mitchell lyrics that go around around, it's not actually more restful. <laughs> but other times I'm looking for a specific mood of song and then if I can get that one stuck in my head and it's a peaceful song compared to the chaos and the rampaging ideas that are going around in my head, then that can actually really help me. I do a lot of that at night when I wake up. I look for a really slow-paced, peaceful song to go through my head so that Mm -hmm. I can bring my cortisol levels back down, which they're not supposed to be up when you're sleeping, but Anyway, um, yeah, so music is a powerful tool. There's been research done at Massey University by um, Dr. Waterford, who says it um, is a very personal tool as well. A song that brings tears of joy to one person could actually cause tears of pain to another, depending on experience and interpretation and culture. There are no absolutes around what comprises a happy or sad song, although most people will find higher tempo, more complex arrangements with inspiring lyrics uplifting. Um, it's, I find it interesting. On the weekend, Radio New Zealand did a show. They've got a show on Saturday called Music 101, and they asked people to send in what songs they use to boost their mood. Right. So it was very timely since I was yeah. going to be doing this. Uh, I'm unfortunately, they didn't actually give a list, a whole list of the songs that they had, had played that people were saying were boosting their moods. But one of the very first ones they did play that I can remember is a Harry Belafonte song called The Banana Boat Song, the one that goes Deo. So oh, it's also dang. that song from from Beetlejuice, <laughs> yes, yes. and it just is, and it, it doesn't make any sense. Put yeah. bananas in the boat, let me go home. It just it isn't, it, the, but it, the tone oh. and the fact that you can sing along with it and the pace of it, it is a very cheerful song. Um, they had some Jim Wigmore music and some Shehad music and Robert Plant and John Lennon, Velvet Underground. So the thing is that that everybody's got a different attitude about what's uplifting. There was heavy metal music. There was instrumental stuff. There was all kinds of things that were being played because it is such a personal, individual thing. Oh, wow. So if you've done all these things, like you've um, done... Gone for a walk walk with the dog and your earphones in with the music on? And, and, an and eating an apple <laughs> <laughs> and summarise it. Um, what should you do if you really still don't, you know, if, you, if you're still feeling like really um, stressed or yeah. unhappy? Really flat or really anxious. Um, and that's a really good question. It's a hard one to answer for any individual, but um, there are kind of there are kind of stepped responses. And I think as 
as people taking responsibility for our own well-being, which mm. all of us should be doing, mm. um, we start with these kinds of things mm. so that we can either distract ourselves from the things that are worrying about worrying us, bring our cortisol levels down by doing something relaxing, even if, you know, in the exercise category. If you looked at yoga or mindfulness or tai chi or qigong, those are physical things you can do. And, you yeah. know, even, like, I can Google, I can bring up a yoga thing, a yoga for beginners on my laptop and, you know, I'm in my own house. Nobody knows how stupid I look. <laughs> Any of those things that we can do, play the music, all that, that's our first step. We mm -hmm. have an obligation to ourselves to try to, to get ourselves out of something that's mm -hmm. bad for us. The second, really, I think, is talking to somebody else. If you mm -hmm. can do it for yourself, great. Keep your life simple. That's what mm -hmm. I like. But then after that comes talking to somebody. And if it isn't a girlfriend or it isn't warm line or something like that, then you you really, you have to talk to somebody else. Mm. Talk to talk to her. Well, your GP is always the first place you're supposed to start if this kind of thing goes on and on and on. Mm. And we're talking, you know, a couple of weeks, mm. especially if it is interfering with your ability to sleep. Mm. If you're going through a, a bad patch, that it, the not sleeping is just going to exacerbate it. Mm. So then you're talking to your doctor, who the first thing they're going to do, they're not going to give you a pill. Mm. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to send you to you know, sleep sites and music and turn your screen off and all that stuff. But but it gets it lays down the layers of response. And if it does get to a place where you do need some kind of intervention or medication, well, that's your first place to get it. Mm. Um, I think that, that joining a thing, you know, you mentioned awareness before, and I think if you can get out into a peer support setting of any sort, so MAPS is all peer support. We have groups and we have awareness and we have one-on-one um, -on -one peer support and we have programs. There are activity programs on the weekend when everything else is closed. If you can, if you can get yourself out the door, yes. just that first step to yeah. go someplace, particularly if it's a mental health peer support place, then you're going to be with people who get it. Nobody's going to say, well, I don't know why, just buck up. You know, mm. it's, you know, the world's not as bad as you think it is. Nobody's going to say that to you in that setting. No. And that's really quite good. Well, I think it's been um, really great. It's a subject that um, we talk about quite a lot throughout the year. We you know we look at what we can do to support ourselves, especially when yeah. it's Mental Health Awareness Week. And um, so in closing, is there any last thing you'd like to add? Um, I guess I would like to say that all things pass. You know, this isn't great these days. Mm. And people are very impatient and all that. But all things do pass if we can just have a bit of faith and know, you know, we had these horrible earthquakes. And most of the bad effects of the earthquakes have been ameliorated. And good things came out. We had some really good community things that developed in Christchurch. We were awesome. Mm. People came to the fore. There were strengths. There were creative people, artists, musicians. We saw some amazing human response. And and the same thing's actually happening now. There are so many websites that will support you online because you can't get out of your house or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, just, just hang in there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Beth, um, for coming in and sharing some, some tips that might help um, see us through. And, and I think it's really important to make connections with people. Yes. Um, and I was thinking while you were talking, one of the places that um, is really good is also the library because they do lots of 
like I've gone in there and seen people playing Scrabble or yes. or playing cards or or you know, so it's not only about going to your library to get a book out, but also you could go and get a really good book out and escape into a book for yeah. an hour. And but they often have talks there. So if yeah. you go and you look at the screen when you go in, they could, at one o'clock they're having somebody do a talk on the history of buttons. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> but I would sit and listen to somebody talk Talking. about their passion, even if it's buttons. <laughs> So this is Debbie May signing off on behalf of Quiet Minds Mental Health Radio on Plains FM 96.9. There's a whole lot of sorrow and a whole lot of ground to gain When you spend your whole life wishing Wanting and wondering why It's a long enough life to be living Why walk when you can fly You can download this and other Quiet Minds programs by going to plainsfm.org.nz and clicking on podcasts. This show repeats on Wednesdays at 10.30am. Thanks for listening. In this world there's a whole lot of gold. In this world there's a whole lot of flame. In this world you've a soul for a compass and a...